Now we ask Brother Frank. I greet all of you in the precious name of our Lord on this first day of the year 2006. We're just looking by faith into the future. We don't know what comes along our way, but we know Him to whom belongs the past, the present and the future, who planned everything beforehand, and according to His will, everything has to take place, and everything takes place. We thank God for the opportunity to carry His wonderful word, and we thank God for all who receive it and accept it, who recognized that it is God Himself who speaks to us through His Word. That not words of men are being preached, not interpretations are being passed on, but God's original Word. We have also greetings from friends from all over the world, Today we, we have visit from Nepal, from Cameroon, from various countries. For the first time they're here. And we thank God for all the opportunities which we have, which other brothers have, to visit us and to hear the word of the Lord and to take it home and to share it with others. Then Brother Manfred phoned from Chile and he said, Brother Frank, we experienced all of the five hours. We were watching and we were listening and we were blessed. Just so nice also for this opportunity that the whole world can hear the word of God. Is this not grace? Was this in the times of Reformation? Or a hundred years ago? Or fifty years ago? God gave it at the right time. So that the word can truly find fulfillment. That the gospel of the kingdom is being preached to all nations. Also there, where we physically can probably not come to, unto all the islands, wherever it might be, God's word will reach the people. And it will not return void. It will accomplish for what it was sent for. This day has also for me a special meaning. It was the 1st of January 1980 when I was driven to hospital in an ambulance and then 
I was given up and I was told it is too late. Today I've seen the photograph which our sister Inge made. She was at that time a nurse in that hospital in which I was admitted and she made the photograph when I, when I was just hanging on the medical devices and when my life was also really hanging on a thin cord and that God has led it in such a way He really led it that in the moment when it came to its end down here that I was taken out of the body I experienced the rapture seeing the multitude clothed in white linen. In the first row, there were only brothers. In the next rows, it was mixed brothers and sisters. All were young. I guess around 18 years old. At that moment, I did not know what is written in Job. What is it? Chapter 30 or chapter 33? that we will be transferred back into our youth. I knew that Brother Brenham, at his lifetime, that he was taken to the other side, into paradise. And all who were there, he saw them young. And that's how it's written. In Job 33, verse 25, Job 33, verse 25 His flesh shall be fresher than a child's. He shall return to the days of his youth. In glory there will be no more trace of trouble and death. No trace anymore of sin and of that what was on earth. Everything will be new and we cannot remember anymore what was once upon a time. Just eternal bliss forever and ever. When I then when I then went up, it of course went higher and higher. And when I saw the separation line, as one can see it at the rising of the sun above the clouds, and it is true, I have seen the holy city coming down. I have seen how the light is coming from the center, from above, from that point it was shining. And that, I saw that what one could see as the new Jerusalem, as the city. In that light, I could see the exact shape and measurements of the new Jerusalem. I don't want to go into details now, 
But God has really given grace. In that moment where it was coming to the end down here and where I just could say, Lord, how do I stand before you? I was, I was too weak to say it. And in the next moment, I was taken out of this body. Please, understand me. When after this experience, when I came back into this body, and when I opened my eyes, and when I looked into the room, then I wept bitterly. I was so disappointed. I really thought that the rapture has taken place. And now we are with the Lord all the time. And then opening one's eyes again in this body, the tears were just running down on both sides and they were burning into my skin. I don't know whether you know what hot tears are. Most probably do not know this. But it was really such a disappointment when I came back into this body. And then I cried out that they should take me out of this room where right and left was a curtain hanging down. God has just ordained it that way. My time was not yet come. And when I then think about that from that moment on, the Lord opened the doors in so many countries. And especially, He used Brother Maynard for it. I cannot recall all the details here, but God has used Him in the most various countries. And when I remember Istanbul, in fact, all the Islamic world, and of the meetings which we could have all over, up, not only the Moscow University, Warsaw University, how God opened doors that the word could be carried. God has his way with his church and he will walk this way with us until the end. Let us be found faithful. Let us believe as the scripture says, not deviating to the right and to the left, not making compromises. You remember Genesis chapter 6 when the sons of God mixed with the daughters of men. Then God said, the end of all flesh has come before me. And we are, spiritually speaking, we are now in the same condition. Everything is making compromises. One does not see the difference anymore. And when we look into the religious world, especially into Christendom, then all are saying, we all have the same Nicene Creed. 
And therefore, we belong together. And then, as I said last night already, then there is the Church of the Lord. She doesn't have the Nicene Creed, not the Chalcedonian Creed. I brought with me here on purpose the Catechism. I've got it here. He who wants to look into it can later on do it. Here on one page, the first version, and on the second page, then the second version. Added on and added on. In the Bible, nothing needs to be added on. The Bible is complete. It is God's finished testimony. And Brother Dieter Jochem, he gave me here his testimony with the headline, My servant, gather me my people, all who made the covenant with me by sacrifice. Gather me my people, my church, the blood-bought flock, so that they hear my words. These are the words of God. Not a man speaks, but the Lord. On the day of eternity, you will fully understand what actually happened to us. That God, in a time where everything is going really upside down, in the end time, where the deception is all over, everywhere deception, <clears throat> and that God has given us an oasis of peace and rest, that we can observe His Word, that we can receive it as the divine seed, and that we experience the preparation by His grace. We confess it time and again, and it is true, the Lord fulfilled His promise. It is a prophetic age, and the prophetic word shines in a dark place as a bright shining light. It illuminates us the end time in its last stage. And when I today saw the image on the Swiss Euro coin, which is now already offered at a special price, with a permission from the city of Bern, special edition. Then I was thinking by myself, someday no referendum will be necessary anymore. Someday it will be just here. And then Europe will be united. And that what the prophet Daniel said in chapter 2, what he said in chapter 7 of the last world power. And you have heard it on the 24th of December when 
The German and Roman Pope said it is about the new world order. Yes, that's what's all about. This we know. But to us as the church, it is about the old divine order which can only be seen from the word of God. The new world order, this is, one doesn't actually want to say it, but the enemy is still the prince of this world. And he has still the rule. But the moment comes where it will be fulfilled now. The might and the dominion has come to our God and the power to His Christ. We are really right before the fulfillment of the last Bible prophecy. And we thank God that we can remain sober and clear. That all remain sober doing their jobs and up to today we thanks be to God we have not one single unsober derailment within the message all remained sober and this shall remain this way until the end that's how it is written and that's how it shall be so that no reproach comes upon the name of the Lord, but that we all experience our preparation. And in this world, we remain very sober and clear that we place the everyday life correctly and may maybe the Sunday also, that we place it correctly, that really, that we really can place everything biblically. The believers are actually the most right-minded people which are on earth. Yes, that's right. Let us look at some scriptures now. Firstly, Isaiah 53. Isaiah 53. Here we have the hint right from verse 1. Isaiah 53 from verse 1 Who has believed our report and to whom is the arm of the Lord revealed? And then comes the description of our Lord as a tender plant as a root out of a dry ground, having no form, no calmliness. Verse 3, despised and rejected of men, a man of sorrows and acquainted with grief, and so forth. And then verse 6, all we, like sheep, have gone astray. We have turned everyone to his own way. And the Lord has laid on him 
the iniquity of us all. We all went on our own ways. All of us got the way of the Lord revealed only later on. In Isaiah 57, and please do not forget it, the way of the Lord is not laid into our cradle by a natural birth. The way of the Lord is not opened to us by any religious act, but is shown to us in the revelation of Jesus Christ. Isaiah 57, verse 14, and 15 and shall say cast ye up cast ye up prepare the way take up the stumbling block out of the way of my people for thus saith the high and lofty one that inhabiteth eternity whose name is holy I dwell in the high and holy place with him also that is of a contrite and humble spirit to revive the spirit of the humble and to revive the heart of the contrite ones. This shall take place today at this place, that the Lord doeth well to all of us according to His great mercy and loving kindness, that we feel it, that we directly feel it. By the way, I don't see the sister right now. Sister Daniela, she found me this morning. Since 19 years, she suffered from heart trouble. And the heartbeat was always 40 times in a minute too much. And behold, she last night she felt directly in her body. She said, I felt it. It happened. And she was healed. The Lord is just faithful. He confirms His word. If we believe, then we shall see the glory of God. So, the Lord resists the proud. And to, to them who know already everything, with them He can't even speak. God can only speak to us if we, as the disciples, sit down at His feet to hear what He has to say unto us. And this distinguishes us, again, from all the preacher seminars, from all Bible schools, where it is being taught and taught and taught. And we remember the word, they all shall be taught by God. Let us be honest. In every denomination, they have their training centers. Everywhere they teach. But what is being taught there? The moment is here where we really 
are being taught by God, being led into the scripture, into the plan of salvation of our God, to recognize the time and hour. Many are speaking of the end time, especially those who are connected with Israel. I've said it already yesterday, God willing, only God willing, we will of course make an Israel trip in May this year, only God willing. But one can even speak about Israel, one can even have the fish on one's car driving it around and has not read that God has forbidden the sign of a fish directly forbidden yes in the Holy Scripture forbidden and then one says oh, we are Israel friends and we have the sign of the fish by the way the Pope in his Christmas speech, he said, the sign of God on earth is the church. But in our eyes and in God's eyes, his sign is as written, I will give you a sign. The virgin shall conceive and bear a son. This is the divine sign that God has revealed himself to us here on earth. Not an institution is the place of God's revelation, but God was in Christ and reconciled the world with himself. Our task is, as written here, prepare the way for my people. Not to all the other nations, they don't even hear, but to my people, gather me, my people, so that they can hear my words. And all who were sent by God, they were carriers of the word of God. It was not the word of Isaiah or of Jeremiah. It was the word of God, which remains forever. You can read it in Isaiah chapter 40. Here the man of God testifies of it. Isaiah 40 starts with the words Comfort ye, comfort ye my people saith your God Speak ye comfortably to Jerusalem Verse 3 The voice of him that cries in the wilderness Prepare ye the way of the Lord Then straight to verse 6 and 7 the voice said, cry out, and I said, what shall I cry? The answer, all flesh is grass, and all the goodliness thereof is as the flower of the field. The grass withereth, the flower fadeth, because the Spirit of the Lord bloweth upon it. Surely the people is grass, 
the grass withereth, the flower fadeth, but the word of our God shall stand forever. Peter repeated this word in his first epistle, in the first chapter, and he ends with the words, 1 Peter chapter 1, and let me say it here now, our sermon, our last sermon which we preach, must be as the first was which our brothers preached at the beginning. First Peter chapter 1 from verse 22 Seeing ye have purified your souls in obeying the truth through the Spirit unto unfeigned love of the brethren. See that ye love one another with a pure heart fervently. The love must be felt. It must be present. It must be manifested. Love one another with a fervent, with a pure heart. Having your souls purified in obeying the truth. And then it continues in verse 23. Being born again, not of corruptible seed, but of incorruptible, by the word of God, which liveth and abideth forever. And then comes the quote of verse Isaiah 40, for all flesh is as grass, and all the glory of man is as the flower of grass. The grass withereth, and the flower thereof falleth away. But the word of the Lord endureth forever. And this is the word which by the gospel is preached unto you. Be it prophets, be it apostles, always the same Spirit of God the same word of God, full harmony of the Old and the New Testament. How often shall it be said, brothers and sisters, that the New Testament started with the fulfillment of Bible prophecy of the Old Testament? Everything was announced, everything was foretold, everything was promised. And then it's written in Luke chapter 3, Luke chapter 3, from verse 2, Annas and Caiaphas, being the high priests, the word of God came unto John, the son of Zacharias, in the wilderness. And he came into all the country about Jordan, preaching the baptism of repentance for the remission of sins. As it is written in the book of the words of Isaiah the prophet, and then comes 
the quote of the Old Testament, the voice of one crying in the wilderness, prepare ye the way of the Lord, make his paths straight. Every valley shall be filled and every mountain and hill shall be brought low and the crooked shall be made straight and the rough ways shall be made smooth and all flesh shall see the salvation of God. Just so wonderful when we read here and the word of God came unto John. He of course was also waiting until the time came and when he was commissioned to carry out his ministry. Please, don't forget it. God has a plan of salvation which was written down from the beginning to the end. And when Paul, or when, when Luke reports in Acts 20 about Paul, that he could say, I have preached unto you the whole counsel of God. Or when Peter could say, we have a more sure word of prophecy. Or when it is written of Paul in the last chapter of the book of Acts, that he, based upon the prophets and the law, he tried to persuade everyone that Jesus is the Christ. There is no true proclamation in the New Testament which is loosened from the old. The new is the fulfillment of all that what was promised and announced in the old unto the new heaven and the new earth. You all know in the third and in the fourth century one has put aside the Old Testament and has assigned it alone to the Jews and called the Jews as being rejected of God. One should read once the curses of the Church Fathers which, with which they labeled the people of Israel calling themselves the church and giving the Jews over for persecution. We know the Holy Scripture already by Moses. God said, I will make you jealous over a people. God has included the Gentiles in his plan of salvation from the very beginning. He started with Israel and he continued with all the nations because the Lord God said to Abraham in Genesis chapter 12 and then also in 17 
and 18, he gave him the promise, in thee all the kindreds of the earth shall be blessed. God has led it in such a way that Abraham became the father of faith. And even the righteousness was accounted to him without circumcision. And the circumcision was given to him as a seal of the covenant with God and of God's righteousness. You can read it in the epistle to the Romans, especially in chapter 4. There is a divine order. And now at the end of days, according to Romans chapter 11, the fullness of the Gentiles will come into the church. And when the number is full, then the door closes. The church is taken up and God turns again fully to the people of Israel. God started with Israel, and God will end with Israel. In between is the time of the nations. That's how James lined it out in the book of Acts, in chapter 15, from verse 13 that the Lord God at first he takes out a people from the nations for his name and then he will turn to Israel again. It's in a, this agrees with what our Lord said in Luke 24 verse 21 that Jerusalem will be trodden down until the times of the Gentiles be fulfilled. God has laid everything in such a way and he says to us, when this is happening, that Israel is gathered, this is the moment of which he said, Verily, verily, I say unto you, this generation shall not pass away until all things be fulfilled. Heaven and earth shall pass away, but my words shall never pass away. So, a plan of salvation of our God, which is not being taught somewhere, but which was revealed by God, already to our brethren in the scripture, at the beginning it was revealed what we must know now at the end. Our brothers in the first generation, they got everything revealed what pertains to God's plan of salvation directly up to the completion. And Paul has written it, of course, in Ephesians, chapter 5, especially verse 26 and 27, that Christ, our Lord and Redeemer, will present himself a church without spot or wrinkle, 
No prophet will present him the church. He himself has shed his blood. He paid the price. He calls out. He reveals himself to us. We are following him. Prophets and men of God can show the way, but the Lord is the way. Men of God can preach the truth, but the Lord is the truth. He is the Word. And in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God and dwelt among us. Let us think, especially on Psalm 110. And here, I would like to read the first words from Psalm 110, showing us that in the Old Testament, the whole time period was seen in one. Although 2,000 years or the whole period is actually considered. Listen closely. Psalm 110 verse 1. The Lord said unto my Lord. Who has, whoever has this translation, he can notice. Behind the one L is a capital O, and behind the second L is a small O. We don't want to go into details, but here is already revelation from the Old Testament transferred into the New Testament. Sit thou at my right hand until I make thine enemies thy footstool. This is not yet completed. Why? Because Christ must reign as King. Now He is in the church. Let, let me read this to you from 1 Corinthians chapter 15. How the man of God placed the words of the Scripture to show us so that no one faints or thinks by himself huh, God did not do everything God did everything but only when the time is fulfilled then happens what he foretold in his plan of salvation 1 Corinthians chapter 15 from verse 20 but now is Christ risen from the dead and become the first fruits of them that have died. For since by man came death, by one man came also the resurrection of the dead. For as in Adam all die, even so in Christ shall all be made alive. But every man in his own order, Christ the firstfruits, afterward they that are Christ's at his coming. And on this we are waiting 
that they that are Christ's at His coming. And also this must be said very clearly time and again. Every coming of our Lord is a personal appearing. There is no coming of the Lord as a doctrine or as a philosophy. Every coming of the Lord, be it as the bridegroom to take the bride home, be it as the Son of Man and sitting upon the throne of His Majesty and to, to gather all nations before Him or when He then according to Revelation 1 verse 7 and 8 comes where all men will see Him also they who pierced Him every coming of the Lord or when He comes to reign as king, it's various comings, which have various connections in the plan of salvation of our God, and which must be seen in the right connection. And therefore it is always necessary, when one reads the Holy Scripture, and I just got now a tract from the city of Gronau, where they criticize the people who believe that the rapture will take place before the great tribulation. And all of the arguments in all of this tract has no real starting base, but just yeah, what shall one say? It's just misunderstandings of the scripture which are being presented. One of it is that first the sun will be turned into darkness and that then the Lord will come on the clouds with great power and glory. But this has nothing to do with the return of Jesus Christ as bridegroom who will take his bride home for the marriage supper. When he takes us home, then we meet him in the clouds, in the air. As it is written, the dead in Christ shall rise first. And we who are alive shall be changed. And together we will be taken up in the clouds to meet the Lord. This is not yet the moment where all kindreds of the earth will wail and looking on Him whom they have pierced. This of course comes only when He then reveals Himself and when He descends. And as it is written in the prophet Zacharias, they shall look unto me whom they have pierced and all the kindreds of the earth shall wail. The coming of Revelation 1, one must take to the coming, one must take to the prophet Zechariah. One must join the Old and New Testament together. And only then 
one has a balanced answer and no argumentation and reasoning. To be honest, arguments are proving that there's no revelation yet. One would just need to take the two examples of the Old Testament. Enoch, as the seventh from Adam, was of course raptured before anything came upon this earth. And even Noah entered into the ark before the flood came. And even Lot was taken out from Sodom before the fire and brimstone has fallen down. And when our, our Lord says, Thus it shall be again, then it will be so again. But, as we said, I must take Old and New Testament together. And one must actually find out in what context things were said. Then coming back to 1 Corinthians 15, from verse 24, Then, Cometh the end when he when he shall have delivered up the kingdom to God even the Father when he shall have destroyed all rule and all authority and power. Please listen closely. Our Lord defeated and conquered everything on the cross of Calvary. But then comes the destruction. And what will be destroyed is no more, no more forever. So, to the victory, to the victory over all powers and darkness follows then the destruction. And they will be thrown into the lake of fire. Let us continue. When he shall have destroyed all rule and all authority and power. For he must reign as king till he has put all enemies under his feet. The last enemy that shall be destroyed is death. For he has put all things under his feet. And then we read, But when he saith, all things are put under him, it is evident that he is accepted who did put all things under him. And when all things shall be subdued unto him, then shall be the Son also himself be subject unto him that put all things under him, that God may be all in all. Did you read it here? Did you listen closely? Then it does not, then it doesn't say that the Father may be all in all. It says, so that God may be all in all. Brothers and sisters, believe me, it is important that we read every word of God as it is written. That we accept it as it is written so that it can be revealed unto us. Look, in the 4,000 years since Adam to Christ, no man addressed God as Heavenly Father. No one ever spoke 
of a son over 6,000 times in all of the Old Testament starting from Genesis 2 verse 4 throughout all of the Holy Scripture it's always the Lord God the Lord God Elohim Yahweh the eternally existing one but then God wanted to make the bridge to us he wanted to receive and accept us he wanted to give us the adoption as sons and please listen closely Adam was a created son of God he didn't go forth from the nature of God he was created of God Jesus Christ went forth from God I will be father unto him and he shall be son unto me as all sons go forth from the father so the son came forth from the father you can all read it Psalm 2 verse 7 2nd Samuel 7 verse 14 1st Chronicles 17 everywhere you can read it up to Psalm 89 I will make him my firstborn here's the point dear brothers and sisters about the Godhead and about the several manifestations of God one may not discuss and argue about they must be seen in connection with the plan of salvation why does our Lord have the four son titles Matthew 1 verse 1 says son of David son of Abraham in the first verse of the New Testament our Lord and Redeemer is son of Abraham and son of David why? I must go back to Abraham. What did God promise to Abraham? I must go back to David. What did God promise to David? The built up in the Old Testament up to the fulfillment in the New Testament makes up the foundation upon everything what God promised happens and manifests. And then of course, Son of Man and Son of God. How often shall we say it? As Son of David, He is the King. Behold, your King cometh unto you, riding on a foal of an ass. As son of man, he is the prophet. A prophet like unto me, God shall raise up from among your brethren. Not only Deuteronomy 18, Acts 2 and 3 confirms it. And then it's also written, And every soul which will not hear that prophet shall be destroyed from among the people. And then, a son of God, Redeemer. But when all these tasks will be fulfilled, and when we as sons and daughters of God are perfected and transformed into His image, 
appearing before the throne, then no one will need to say anything to the Son anymore. And no one will need to pray to the Father. Then everything is over. Then God is all in all. And we are with Him forever and ever. And then it is being fulfilled what is written in Revelation 21. I will be father unto him and he shall be son unto me. Referring to us as the church. It is just important that we see our Lord in all these various connections in the plan of salvation. For instance, if it is written, also in Psalm 110, Sit at my right hand until I make thine enemies thy footstool. You can read it in the book of Acts when Stephen saw the Lord at the right hand. He didn't see him as the son of God, not the son of David, not the son of Abraham, but as son of man. I see the son of man at the right hand of the throne. Why? When you go to Revelation 1, as son of man, he walks amidst the seven golden lampstands. This is the prophetic age in which we are living now. But according to the word, he at the same time is high priest. According to the order of Melchizedek. When our Lord appeared to Abraham as Melchizedek, in Genesis 14, coming to him with bread and wine, he had no father yet, no mother yet, no beginning of his life. Leave alone an end. Hebrews chapter 7 from verse 1. Also here it is not enough just to read Genesis 14 and the footnote of Scorfield to read it. A well-known Bible translator who simply writes in his footnote Melchizedek was an unknown king in that region. This one has to imagine. So, everything is revelation. Melchizedek is not an unknown king. He is the king of kings and the lord of lords. And we see in what kind of wonderful way God has laid everything. And be honest, if we do not take Hebrews 7 to Genesis 14, but are composing and interpreting, no, no more composing and interpreting, but going from scripture to scripture and to let the Holy Scripture be valid, lining up Old and New Testament. So, our Lord will reign as King. After the marriage supper, He returns with His own. And then we will reign with Him 1,000 years. And in these 1,000 years, this I promise you, God will have the say-so. And what was not yet accomplished during these 1,000 years, 
this will become reality at the end when the enemy once more wants to demonstrate his power for the last time. Revelation chapter 20 when the enemy will be once more loosened at the end of the 1000 years then it will be manifested who has won the victory then it will be manifested where Satan and his power belongs then finally it will be cleaned up and they will be thrown into the lake of fire which burns with brimstone and we hear and see nothing of them anymore throughout all eternity brothers and sisters God makes all things new and before the new heaven and the new earth comes he wants to make all things new in me and in you we can only preach the word of God and those who believe it are experiencing the supernatural impact of the Spirit of God. Believe me, the Lord does not speak to our intellect that we have to use our brains. He speaks to us through His Holy Word and reveals unto us His holy will and in the moment where we get the connection to God where he can directly speak to us where one doesn't say this Paul has said or this Peter has said but this God has to say unto us through his word then everything will be different not to criticize now but just look around you in the churches and denominations. It seems that the rights have been taken away from the women because Paul said, I do not permit any woman that she is teaching. I see also no reason for it. Just imagine, God could have given something better to a woman than to give unto her the whole responsibility for the family. Every woman who is busy in a family has both hands full of work. One does not need to care about politics or religion. But the people are offended because it's written in the Bible. By the way, I'm sure you all read it. The Pentecostal preacher in Sweden who preached against homosexuality he was sitting already six months in prison he may not do it again although it is written in the Bible it's an insult and so forth and he's sitting in prison because he is quoting and preaching Romans chapter 1 brothers and sisters we can be thankful to God that we up to now can preach the word freely it will not remain this way until the end. Also, we will experience it that the squeeze will come. 
We don't want to bring it about. But this is sure already today. We will not deny our Lord. We will confess Him. And why? Because He confessed Himself to us. And He has given us eternal life by His grace. Has given us the connection to Him. So that we could cross from death unto life. And be honest. Who is waiting today for the rapture? All are speaking about the end time. They can even include Israel into their program. And then it can happen that such people are saying, we must return to our roots. And then it's written in bold letters, our roots are the Jewish roots. No, this is not correct. We are of the one root of which we were reading just now. And we don't go to Jerusalem to be saved. Our Jeru Jerusalem is above. This is our mother. That's how Paul is writing it in the epistles to the Galatians. And when one then even reads that Isaiah 2 is referred to, the word shall go forth from Jerusalem and the teaching from Mount Zion. I'm asking you today in the presence of God, what did we preach here? That what goes forth from Rome or that word which went forth from Jerusalem, from Mount Zion, where the outpouring of the Holy Spirit took place and where the first thousands came together to hear the word of the Lord, to become believers and to be baptized. Many are going to Jerusalem and are spreading then from Jerusalem their own message, their own knowledge. God has given us the grace to be brought back to the beginning, to really only believe what the scripture says, namely confirmed in at least two or three witnesses. We time and again mentioned it. One scripture the enemy can take and can say, it is written, it is written. Remember our three, the three main temptations of our Lord. The enemy came and said, it is written. And our Lord said, it is also written. And the enemy came again and said, it is written. And the Lord answered, the enemy uses the scripture to make the, the people to fall. The Lord uses his word to take us out of error and to lead us into the truth. And therefore it is written, ye shall know the truth. And the truth shall set you free. So, back to the clear and true proclamation, as it was in the beginning, 
one God from eternity to eternity more than one was never in existence and more than one will never be he is God and no one else and this one God is Savior is King is Healer is Redeemer is Judge He reveals Himself in His manifold way that's how we see Him already in the Old Testament as the Angel of the Covenant in the pillar of fire and in the pillar of cloud we see the revelations of the invisible God visibly in all of the Old Testament and prophets have seen the invisible God sitting visibly on the throne the invisible one who is spirit and whom no man can see who dwells in the light where no one has access to has revealed himself visibly sitting onto the throne you can read it Isaiah Chapter 6 Isaiah saw the Lord on the throne and the heavenly hosts surrounding him. The prophet Ezekiel in the first chapter sees the Lord sitting on the throne not in eternity as spirit in the fullness of light and life but in his revelation in which he spoke to the people, especially to the prophets. And when we then know, and here's the great mystery, that the same who walked in the Garden of Eden, who created Adam in his image, he became man born into this world wrapped in swaddling cloths like you and I to redeem you and me to shed his blood and to bring us back into our sonship relation so that we are transformed into his image as full sons and daughters of God never being able to remember that we were once separated from God, that we were lost. Then the whole fall is made well. The damage be made well. And then we will be with the Lord forever. Let us summarize of what is about now. It is about that the true church of the living God returns to the true word, to the one faith which once for all was delivered unto the saints. One Lord, one faith, one baptism. Also this, we have said many times, Peter was of course there when our Lord spoke the text from Matthew 28. To me is given all the power in heaven and on earth. Therefore, go into all the world and teach all nations and baptize them into the name of of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Ghost. Peter was there 
when our Lord revealed himself in Luke 24 to the eleven, giving them the great commission. And then he said, preach the gospel unto all nations. And he that believeth and is baptized shall be saved. Peter was there when our Lord after speaking to the two disciples on the way to Emmaus being together with the eleven telling them in his name repentance and forgiveness of sins shall be preached unto all nations Peter was there when the risen one said in John 20, verse 21, As the Father has sent me, so I send you. Receive the Holy Spirit. Whosoever sins you remit, they are remitted. Whosoever sins you retain, they are retained. If one takes one scripture out of context, then one can do much damage with it misleading the people. Nowhere so much deception is being done as in the religion. And the best deception succeeds if one takes scriptures which the enemy misinterprets, which he twists. And in this way, he can mislead the people the best. Listen it once again. On the day of Pentecost, after the outpouring of the Holy Spirit, which was promised in the Old Testament in the prophet Joel, in the last days, I will pour out my Spirit upon all flesh. And Peter opens his mouth and says, Here is fulfilled what God has spoken through the prophet Joel. The redeemed church was established. The first sermon had to be preached. Peter, full of the Holy Spirit, said, Repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ, for the remission of your sins. That's how the apostles preached the forgiveness of sins. And that's how the people experienced the forgiveness of sins. Faith comes by hearing, not by in the religious act. Faith cometh by hearing. Because by the preaching, the people are brought into connection with God. First, the Spirit of God works repentance and then one looks unto the Lamb of God and one sees the Lamb of God that it carried away our sins and our transgressions remorse comes upon us repentance comes upon us tears are running down and we say dear Lord my life was lived without you in unbelief, in disobedience, in transgressions, in sins, in everything that goes with it. And we are coming to the Lord, receiving forgiveness. 
through the blood of the Lamb and then the confirmation of the forgiveness that we lay our will into the will of God and are fulfilling all righteousness and are being baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. This is the New Testament covenant name and the name of the Father is of course the name of the Son. To this one could read more than 20 scriptures especially from the Gospel of John up to Hebrews 1 verse 5 and 6 that our Redeemer inherited the name that it was His inheritance when we understand what is in this high and holy New Testament covenant name that right at the end all enemies will be made His footstool and all tongues will confess that Jesus Christ is the Lord for the glory of God the Father. Brothers and sisters, let us make it short. God, through the ministry of Brother Brenham, as it was not known worldwide since 2000 years, he not only preached the doctrine of the apostles, the full gospel, he experienced it. And this distinguishes many from his ministry. Many can say, we have the full gospel. And in fact, it's not so. May it be granted to us that we have the full gospel in a full measure and that everything is manifested what was purchased for us on Calvary, what is ours, should God not give us everything with Him? Is it true what is written in Ephesians 1 that God has blessed us with all spiritual blessings which are in heavenly places? He has blessed us in Jesus Christ our Lord. Let us believe. Let us expect more right on the first day of this year. Not going with the old problems into the new year, but to ask God with all our hearts to put our trust in Him. He will make it well. He will never allow more than we can bear. And our ways are going through troubles, but, Lord, they are coming to you. The unbelievers, they have it easy on earth. The believers, they are the target of the enemy. But thanks be to God, who has given us the victory through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Thanks be to God for His Word, for His grace. Thanks be to God for the blood of the Lamb. And as it is written in First John 5, verse 8, there are three who bear record. 
the spirit, the water, and the blood. And these three agree in one. We are fully placing ourselves under the blood. We are placing ourselves under the word. We are placing ourselves under the leading of the Holy Spirit. And we say, on the first day of this year, we say, Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Thy will be done in my life, in the life of the church. Thy will be done through us. And you will see that God will crown this year in as much as it will be given to us. He will crown it with mercy and loving kindness. I am expecting great things from God. Because I know He has more for us and He will give it to us by His grace. Be of good courage. Be strong. The Lord has given the promises and He is watching over us who will believe them to fulfill them. Praise and thanks and honor and glory be unto the Lord our God from eternity to eternity because the rising from on high has visited us God has spoken to us directly through his word and has revealed it to us by his spirit private lessons do not to be held, to, to be held here not one brother is teaching the other brother but, as it is written, they all shall be taught by God. I'm closing with a remark. Many years ago, one could observe that after a service, there were always small groups all over. And always there was someone who wanted to pass on his knowledge. All this is over. It is no more. All are taught by God. All have received revelation. And no one thinks by himself, I know more than the brother. I know more than the sister. No. We all know that, what God gave us by His grace. May it really be so that from the very first day on that we pray for one another, that we are here for one another and that we trust the Lord being convinced that He will make it well. As we heard it in the word of introduction, He can give and do more than we can ask or understand. And he will do it. The end will be more glorious than the beginning was. And so we thank God that everything is in his hands. And he will make all things well. Blessed and praised be his holy name. Hallelujah. Amen. We stand up and we sing maybe the chorus, Just as I am.
singen wir noch Gnade. Gnade, Gnade, anstatt Gericht Jesu und Brot. Gnade, Gnade, Gnade. We are bowing our heads for prayer. I'm asking myself whether the young people are especially on our hearts. Many grew up in believing families. They have the longing to experience the grace of God but perhaps have not yet made this personal experience of salvation. And then it can happen that the experiences of the parents are one day no more sufficient. We need these personal experiences with God. No one shall feel to be forced but I would like it now. I really would like it. If we on the first day of this year could especially dedicate our youth to the Lord. That God can have His way with each and everyone. I don't want to refer now to myself, for myself to others. I've said it last night. I have, since I'm 12 years old, I've read the Word of God daily. For me, it was something wonderful, something very special, from my childhood on. But then came the day on which the Spirit of God was at work, where I really cried, but where I really wept so much, where I saw myself lost, I saw myself sentenced, separated from God. And I repented. And I asked the Lord for salvation and for forgiveness. And then, after prayer and after weeping and believing, then came the assurance, I have received you. You are mine. As it is written, His Spirit testifies to our spirit that we are children of God. We would like that all the young people are dedicated to the Lord. At the beginning, we dedicated children to the Lord. This is good so. I don't know whether as many children were dedicated to the Lord at this place as it was done this morning. Today, at the end of this service, we want to dedicate all the youth to the Lord in a special way. Your life is in God's hand, consecrated to Him, so that He can bless you and that you are aware that He is really with you 
in every situation and that you can look up to him and that you can count on his help. I would like to ask our sisters that they sing now a song and that during the song that we are asking the youth to come to the front. Don't be ashamed. Don't be ashamed. Just come to the front and we will pray together with you and for you and the Lord will bless you. Please. Herrlich auf goldenen Strahl. 